Tonight, on an all-new intervention, we go inside the disturbing new addiction that's bringing America to its knees. My name is Doug Fritz, and I am addicted to yelling at celebrities on Twitter. Everyone in my feed was bashing Ellen DeGeneres, so I did it too, and I got 50 likes. I was like... Wow, this is cool. Yelling at celebrities on Twitter was a high like nothing I'd ever felt before. It made me feel morally superior on issues I didn't even know anything about. I was getting a huge rush of approval from people I'd never even met. But they must be cool because they agree with me. I started skipping family functions just so I could try and get complete strangers fired from their jobs. And then I hit rock bottom. My boss saw my hate-filled tweets about the people who were spreading hate. And I got fired. Intervention. The yelling at celebrities on Twitter epidemic. I don't want to put down my phone. Nobody likes me in the real world. I believe that together we can make America great again. There it is. There it is. Welcome back to another stellar episode of Everybody Calm Down. Jimmy Fallon in the house, head writer for the Kennedy Show on Fox Business. You can also hear me on Fox News Radio from noon to three. If you want to do a little bit of that, it's a big show on the show today. The big show on the show. Yeah. We were talking about this last episode. How if you talk in redundancies, some people don't catch on. Like you haven't said anything, but they're like, "Yeah, that sounds good." A big show on the show. It's a, wow, this guy's going for it. And we really do live in the ultimate smoke and mirror world now, and I love it. Uh, but it's a big show today. Dolph Ziggler is going to be joining us shortly in this best of episode in which we spent our week, every morning we got up, came into the studio, and we're like, you know what, we're running the best of, but we still want to take five minutes to talk to everybody and, you know, connect, <laughs> tell you guys we're here. Uh, but if you're listening for the first time, this is a episode, not right now, but the interview you're about to hear is an episode that was originally taped uh, back on October the 3rd with WWE champion Dolph Ziggler, who tells a great story about how his first car caught fire at a gas station just blew up on him i think it was like oh a gosh. home depot yeah it was like in a parking lot parking lot or something and it just like caught fire it was a gas station and it caught oh, fire yeah. and uh the interview online yeah i haven't had <laughs> we'll go to the tape yeah i haven't i didn't my first car was an 87 chrysler baron and uh i didn't have that issue but i had someone was in front of me holding like real estate signs in a pickup truck stopped mm -hmm. short and it punctured the front of my car <gasps> oh, so i had no. like a big hole in the radiator Oh. And like the grill would fell out, and oh, it was a no. mess. But ah, whatever, we made it work. Yeah. So it was like the it was a your first car. You don't care about any of that. Oh. My first car, the first day I drove it, I raced my buddy to Burger King, broke every law known to man. Was so excited to have won. It was my buddy Ray Devito. Yeah, got up, ran into Burger King, ordered my food, and some guy comes in and goes, "Who's got a LeBaron out back?" I'm like, "Me." He's like, "You left it on." So I run out. Cars are, keys are locked in the car. Oh, cars that well, that's very my believable. First yeah. day driving a car. That was my very first and you, day. You are done so dumb. You times are really since. dumb. For real. Uh, true story. So that always. Went on. So that always. Went on. Yeah, not happy, but um, that was my first time driving a car. Didn't didn't blow it up or anything like no. that. Although that car did eventually die on New Year's Day on the Wantoa Parkway. Oh. You know where that hill goes over like the train tracks? And when you come down, you're heading towards Brush Hollow Road? Mm -hmm. Well, the engine seized, died uh, uh, heading up that hill. 
ran out of gas, pulled over, threw it in park, and just left it there. Yeah. Really? Never to be seen or heard from again. Really? They didn't track you down? They did eventually. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I can't imagine the people were like, okay, I guess we'll just get rid of this. They did. <laughs> Here's the thing about littering. You can get away with like a soda can, yeah. but a car's tough. It's tough to get away with a car. Uh, but You know what I like to imagine with this uh, interview coming up with mm-hmm. golf is that he's working out the entire time he's talking. <laughs> I like to imagine him just doing push-ups and like squats and just oh like he's in, nothing he's in some shape man i know he's a hunk he's a great dude man he's uh the reason he's the best of yeah i've been explaining this every week i was yeah. telling you about like earlier in the week nick DiPaolo, right. just I a badass that. doesn't apologize just does his thing was that tuesday i think it was uh dolph is uh i have so much respect for him because now he's the coolest guy in the world and he's just so patient with people because wrestlers get approached on the street more than anyone known to man. I bet. Because they're so recognizable, their audience is so vast, and the people watching it (laughs) are also like, they have, yes, very excitable, and they have slightly less couth, a lot of them. (laughs) Right. So like, he could literally be proposing to a girl. And someone would cut in the middle and be like, hey, before you, me. Before you answer that, <laughs> can, I, <laughs> Yo, get can I get a picture, bro? <laughs> yeah. And like, but there, but he's really cool to them. Like he has a gear. I mean, I, I like to think I would have that, if, but I don't know because I've never dealt with that kind of demand. The only time people are coming up to me on the street are like loan sharks and you know yeah. people like that. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from my little sister, you know, <laughs> losers. <laughs> no, but the point is a, a cool dude. And I have so much respect for him because when we shot our promo, if you remember the story, we I shot do. a WWE promo at Fox uh, w- that ends with him dropkicking me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he dropkicked me. He actually hit me. There was oh, no- I watch it over and over. <laughs> <laughs> like just, I just picture myself as him. Really go in there. I was actually very impressed with your uh, athleticism. I don't think I could have pulled off the uh, the same thing. Well, was the been, thing. I would have been literally. He's had a lot of practice. Yeah. <laughs> Beat the shit out of him. Well, it'd be different if I was acting. I wasn't acting. He hit me. He made sure. He didn't trust me to sell it. He just hit me. Dolph Ziggler joins us when we come back. All girl. Episode four of Everybody Calm Down. We're doing it, Sean Barry. Making it happen. Uh, Most widely listened to podcast in America right now, according to my mom. Hmm. I know that's what she's going with. Uh, But we've, listen, seriously, though, the hits have kept on coming this week in more way than one. Because this next guest actually drop kicked me. (laughs) Like when I say hits, I do mean hits. Not only is this gentleman a WWE superstar, not only is he a fantastic stand up comic, but he is a frequent guest on the best written show on cable news. And uh, he's one of only three men who've taken my 10-year-old son to Hooters. Dolph Ziggler is on the Minter's voice line, and the crowd goes wild. How you doing? Doing great. I'm one of only three men that have taken your son to Hooters. That's Just three. Bad. I'm not a dirtbag, okay? I'm yeah, not a yeah. lowlife. It's only been three men that have taken young Lincoln to Hooters. No, it's actually you. And uh, which be proud. You're in a rarefied air. Yeah. Way to go, Dolph. He, uh, he took him three times. But I was, you know what I was going to say to you, though? Going back to that, which is really funny, we went, uh, we were watching... Uh, we were watching Dolph. He was wrestling at the Garden in Madison Square Garden. You were nice enough to give us tickets, and I—I I, I don't know if I told you this, but I gave Lincoln cursing permission during your during your match. <laughs> yes, because I yes. wanted to find out what curses he knew. 
<laughs> so it was great. I was like, hey, Lincoln, you know, this, this is our, our, our pals is wrestling. It's a big deal. Do whatever you want. And he did. And at the age of eight, they curse like Arab taxi drivers where they don't get the curses right, you know? You're banging my mother. You know, like that. Yeah. Like, no, Lincoln, you, you got the sequencing wrong. Yeah. But then we yeah. went out. We went out for a glorious Hooters post game show at a nice time, and uh, he didn't know how much he liked it till we got we got in the car, and he was like, "That was the best night of my life," because <laughs> he, he didn't understand. Do you remember your right. first? Do you remember your first Hooters, man? Do you remember this when you man. were a kid, like a kid? Uh, I remember. You know, I don't think I went as a kid, but oh, I remember not, mm-hmm. knowing about it, and it was in Clearwater, like Florida, the mm-hmm. first one, and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. And they had an airline, and I was jealous of everybody who could fly at the time. <laughs> Hooters, Hooters Air, yeah, yeah, it's it's just lined with it's like wooden Stromboli panels. Air, I yeah. think. <laughs> Hooters Air is funny because it's like you're buying tickets, everything's in singles, so it takes all day. <laughs> like yeah. you guys want to, guys want to speed it up. We're trying to take uh, take off over here. Well, hey man, we talking pro wrestling uh, for a minute here. We had a little bit of a smackdown on our show last night that we were talking about earlier. Did you see the K-Train uh, have a little, you know, it, to be honest with you, she wasn't fighting with him. She was joking with him because that's that's really the style of the show. But did you see it? Because there was a little bit of a media eye fallout. Yeah, I I, I, uh, of co- I, I heard about it and mm-hmm. then uh, I got the link sent to me by, by someone and I checked it out and it was, I, I thought it was great because your, your guy's show can handle it that way can have some fun make yeah. a joke about it and then be like okay thanks for your time we'll see you later Instead oh yeah of like this is an outrage it's not this I, that's, over with. I, I was okay. saying this i was saying this to sean earlier it's absolutely like there's no world where even if he was drinking because we don't know if he was i mean i know right. you know the way she likes to joke with him and if you watch all of their hits they're always like that they get contentious they tell silly yeah. jokes they poke fun at each other and exactly. um but there's no world where if he was drinking we should even care you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. It's like, like who, like I, I was saying this earlier, like I, everything you've ever watched on TV was done by a drunk person. And if oh you don't, God, if yeah. you don't believe me, like watch one behind the music and it's everything you need to know. Watch one <laughs> E true Hollywood story. Every single person you, if you're watching different strokes, you know, Mr. Drummond was soused, you know, <laughs> even like your, your favorite newscast of her time where they were saying the most tragic things whatever and on a regular day they're just like oh yeah it was just four or five highballs did work then went out to drink <laughs> yeah. and like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. they were, were madmen yes the three martini yeah. yeah the three martini lunch like yes. if if anything i'm here to applaud Corey lewandowski and i've been telling people this on twitter this morning they're like, they're like no that was mean i was like no no that was cool like we acknowledged that, it and that was cool i thought yeah, i it thought great. it was i think it was great i want him on tonight and i want them to laugh about it and if if, if he did yes. it he should come clean but he shouldn't come clean and shame he has nothing to be ashamed of stop it right. it's nine o'clock at yeah, night when, it. when do we want when when would we like him to drink do we want him to drink at nine in the morning is that what we're proposing if here you're, if you have to do like if you're on Twitter and interviews doing talking Trump all day long, nonstop, the same stuff. I mean, you got to stop at a happy hour in between. I think. Yeah. yeah okay. like, th- How about this? If you're a guy who gets paid to, def- <laughs> to depend- defend Trump for a living, we should yeah. be thankful he wasn't mainlining H on camera at this point. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly smooth sailing right now. I'm surprised no he, wasn't, way. he wasn't wearing a, one of those hats with the two cans of beer on either side. It's just, coming. Yeah. It's coming. He should. Yeah. That would be a good joke tonight. Well, the, he beer, should, the beer yeah. was empty. But yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> they were. I thought refilling it on the air was a little aggressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge him, but I thought the the uh, I thought the funnel was a bridge too far, Corey. 
But it was great. I hope he comes back tonight because it would be fantastic. It would mean a lot to me. Um, uh, a <laughs> couple of things. We're talking about battles and fights and competition. The Cleveland Browns, by the way, riding high. Do you feel so good right now as a Browns fan? Uh, of course. I, I, I mean, the only the only thing I felt as good about was before the season when everybody was getting all hyped up and then my dad would call me on a Sunday Uh-oh. and just going, you know, everyone's a little too excited. We're not used to this. You know, it can only be bad. We can only be disappointed. And then, you know, a couple rough games and everyone goes, we knew it. We knew it was going to be true. Everyone's out to get us. And then uh, I, I was very lucky to be home on a Sunday, which I never am because uh-huh. I fly out to mm-hmm. do a Monday show. And I, I found a Browns backers bar 10 minutes from my house. Wow. So I got to watch the fourth quarter with 120 jumping up and down people with Clay Matthews jerseys and wow. Bernie Kosar jerseys. Excited. <laughs> like watching us, they go victory formation, but we were doing it to take the knee and we couldn't oh, believe it. Oh, that's good. amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> also, be careful because the guys in the Bernie Kosar jerseys could get hurt jumping up and down. <laughs> Those guys are old school. But it's funny. Bernie Kosar is actually like the reason they ran Bill Belichick out of Cleveland. That's one of the funniest things that ever happened to the Browns. He was their coach and he got rid of uh, Bernie Kosar. He wanted to get, you know, run him out of town and they never forgave him yeah. for that. He went four and 12. They got rid of him. The, and I was like, yeah, they, were, they weren't doing too hot either way. But, I know. Yeah. But it's classic Browns. They're like, yeah, this Belichick guy, I just don't see it. <laughs> what a clown. Yeah, we don't need anyway. him. Good luck. Good luck getting somewhere else. Yeah. Doing <laughs> well, you drive uh, yourself to the airport because that's what you're going to be doing five years from now. You <laughs> nothing. We're the Cleveland Browns. We don't have to take this. <laughs> We're named after a color. <laughs> We're named after a color. All right, listen, I think they have the best uniforms in football, but I don't want to get distracted right now. We're trying to stay on message. Um, <laughs> yo, another one, too, because you do come on cable news and talk 2020. 20. Um. I, I first of all, obviously, I felt really bad for Bernie, although I was impressed that Hillary was able to do that to him, get him out of the race. Uh, wow. but no, I don't know yeah. how the hell it went down. Did, well, yeah. Was his hip broken from behind? Like, <laughs> you know, I was thinking about that. Do you remember like two weeks ago when we were reading these articles where they're like, oh, Elizabeth Warren and Hillary Clinton have been talking behind the scenes. Did you read those articles were floating around? Yes. And, yeah. and I remember telling Kennedy, I'm like, yeah, uh, Hillary's going to become the VP. And then Elizabeth Warren's going to be the first president to commit suicide in office. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I got to do the job. Yeah. Never saw that Guys, coming. You know, I didn't want to do it. And yeah. then she winks and then's like, yeah, that's the one. That'd be that's exactly you know how it would go down too. Hillary would this would be the one hit Hillary had to handle herself to keep it clandestine. So she'd, oh, wa- right. she'd walk into the Oval Office and be like, congratulations, Pocahontas. And Warren <laughs> would be like, yo, what? And that would that'd be the last thing she saw. It's a real house of cars. <laughs> Strangled to death. See, the thing is, when people like disparage the Clintons, I don't believe that these things about them are true, but I kind of want them to oh, yeah, be true. Sure. I don't I, I kind of want them to be true, not because of like um it's kind of like I read like three chapters of the Da Vinci Code once. And I was like, if this was real, it's amazing. It'd be so much better, you know? And it's the same thing with them. If that, if she has that, I want to know. I want to know that I met her in an airport and three yes. hours before Epstein was found hanged in a cell. That would mean a lot Man. to me because it's part of history, you know? That's what I always, I thought it was odd that she made you hold up the newspaper with the date and <laughs> watch at the same time when you guys took that picture. I'm in Chicago, yeah. not anywhere near a prison, <laughs> hanging out with big game James. Oh, that's really, yeah, that, no, that was really funny. And I had to tell you this too. I have a lot to get into today. I'm excited to have you. Uh, we did do, it was so apropos. We did a bear story on the topical storm last night. <laughs> of course we did. I said, 
<laughs> when I sent it in, I'm like, oh, this is so perfect. What would me and you were hanging out tomorrow on the show? And 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 he frequently, Vic, uh, Dolph will act as my sounding board in the green room when we're watching the topical storm and I'm seeing jokes get cut one by one and I start yelling at the TV like an old man who just doesn't agree with the anchor's politics. Mm-hmm. And uh, But the one refrain I keep coming back to is, we have to get clearance on these videos in order to use them. So there's certain places you pull them from, like police surveillance and stuff like that. So the one right. thing there's always an abundance of are surveillance videos of like bears going into cars, going into garbage. <laughs> I have written, I don't think it's legal. I don't think it's legal under any penalty of law. I've written at least 65,000 bear jokes, like at least at least that many. I like the, it looks like Yogi got a boo-boo last oh, night. Oh, when the bears were fighting? Yeah, yeah sometimes you just got to play with the words. I'm running out of options. It's like Care Bear, Chicago Bear, Yogi Bear. Right. Yeah, I guess that's why I had you That's why I had you on, man. I just want you to brainstorm some more bear jokes for me so I can yeah. get through. Hey, do you know that old street joke about the talking bear? I, uh, we, we could never do this on the, on the show, but it's a street joke. Oh, wow. The bear walks into a bar. He says to the bartender, hey, man, take a double martini. Extra olives. Bartender's like, sure. Uh, brings him the drink. Bear slides him a $20 bill. Bartender gives him back $10 change. He goes, hey, man, I got to be honest. We don't get a lot of talking bears in here. And the bear goes, oh, well, at $10 a drink, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Kill yourself. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. So stupid. So stupid. I, that's great. Uh, I think it's a great joke. Thank you for that. As the phone hangs up, he's like, I, I lost you. I think it's fantastic. Now it's silly. It's silly. It's silly. Damn this thing. I'm in the hills all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's really fun. So wait, you're, you're wrestling in L.A. tomorrow night? Uh, yeah, Friday night, uh, SmackDown goes to Fox for the first time ever. And it's on Friday night, yeah. And that's the thing you drop kicked me for? Yeah. Well, there was a lot of built up energy. And, and <laughs> it, was, it was the culmination. Yeah, it wasn't it's just been a problem. I've, I've been looking for, I, you know, I ask you a couple simple things. Can I get some underwater pumpkin carving jokes? <laughs> and how many can I get them? And, you know, you, you do 10 or 15. Like, this is serious business. This I'll, is in the news. I'll so. explain this in a second. But yeah, this does, <laughs> this does explain why the promo never aired of you kicking me. I'm like, well, aren't there supposed to be cameras yeah. out here? I thought, where I thought is everyone? <laughs> but, but he was famously, Dolph was famously in the green room once. We were doing a story about underwater pumpkin carving. I was an underwater <laughs> pumpkin carving contest in Florida. Ugh. And I'd written like a three-minute script about underwater pumpkin carving, okay? Which is <laughs> not your everyday terrain for comedy writing. But I bang it out and like, I believe in this thing. Like, by the, I'm, if I'm putting it into the teleprompter, like, I do believe in it, you know, like a mofo. Because I'm not the one saying it. So you have an obligation to really try to stand behind whatever you're putting in. So it, this thing gets sent in. And, and Vic, our pal, who me and Sean were out with pretty late last night, <laughs> called me up. <laughs> He calls me up in the green room and he's like, hey, man. He's like, do you have any more underwater pumpkin carving jokes? And I go, no. And I slam down the phone. (laughs) And then he calls me back. He's like, what are you talking about? Why? I go, why? Because nobody does. I'm like, there's a finite amount of underwater pumpkin carving jokes to go around. I don't know if you heard, but that's just the reality. In this economy, there's only so many, you know, those jokes to go around. So, yeah, that was really funny. Um, But when you do, okay, so this event starts tomorrow night in L.A., yeah. You, you fight tomorrow night? Yeah, and uh, usually we don't know what the hell we're doing, but I'm, I'm one of the guys. There's a bunch of celebrities and stars and uh, old uh, – Oh, because it's the kickoff. Okay. And, and The Rock, yeah, coming back. And oh. it's, uh, yeah, it's a big deal for us. It, and they've been doing a bunch of promotion. Fox has been awesome about it, and uh, we're really excited about it. So one of our shows will be on USA on Monday Night's Raw, mm-hmm. and Fridays will be on Fox Live for two hours a night, which is pretty cool. But uh, we're in L.A. 
tomorrow, but I mean, just like WWE, we'll bounce around for all the other shows. Hit the road, get on the road. Do you, are you, because I know you fly a lot. Me and Sean were talking about this earlier. Were you, when you were young, do you remember smoking on planes? Uh, I remember, I didn't fly too much as a kid, but mm-hmm. I, as I started, I, once or twice, they at least still had the um, the little uh, shutting ashtrays in the armrests. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> I was, and, and they smelled like smoke. And I was like, I, I had a bunch of friends who were like bodybuilder guys who taught me when uh-huh. I was younger. Uh-huh. They would have to fly to Japan in the back of a plane coach. And it is just, it was being locked inside a giant ashtray. <laughs> and they go, they didn't smoke. They hated it. And it's a covered your body. And I go, I can't imagine sitting in there in coach going, well, I, mean, I can't imagine sitting in coach. I mean, that's just that smoke just sitting in your body while everyone just smoked the entire time sounds like a torture. Not, it's not, it's not good, but it was fascinating to me that there was a time when you could bring an open flame onto a plane because I had, to, <laughs> you know, I had to give up moisturizer. Like actual, yeah. like a tube of moisturizer. Like, oh, this is more than six ounces. You can't bring it on. Yeah. I'm like, well, there went jerking off on the plane. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm sorry. It's a classy show, Michters. Sponsored by Michters. Proud moment for them. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I was, and Sean was saying earlier, it's scary now when you get on a plane that has ashtrays because you know it's been in service for 35 oh years. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. I, I want to say a couple of years ago, I had one and had the ashtrays, but they have them like glued shut or hammered shut or something. Yeah. But the, just knowing that the, they're there. You go. This cannot be a good plane to be on right now. It's not. It's not, it's not a good thing. No. You get on a plane yeah. and they all oh, like they've got TVs in the headrest and they're, they had they take beta. Yeah, yeah. this is going to be a yeah. great flight. Yeah, the only way they re- they retire those planes is into the ocean. Yeah. Oh, Shawnee Barry. <laughs> Shout out to to Malaysian Airways. It was right. Oh, yeah. But that oh, was like the gosh. that's the craziest. All right, it's a good pivot point though because I love talking about the world we live in and that is the craziest thing about the world we live in is we just move on from stories now. Like, we got a plane in the bottom of, of the ocean. Nobody knows where it is. Disappeared. But we're just done. Yeah. We're like, yeah, but we're done here. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we got to go. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, think about, like, Jeffrey Epstein, man. It's a sex scandal with underage kids that, that ties in at least two of our presidents, multiple world leaders, and a British royal. And we're like, yeah, but we're done with it. We've just moved. It's crazy. That should have yeah. been. Like, if OJ killed Nicole today, he would have been a three-day story. There's no way Good he gets, God. like, two years yeah. out of that. It's true. No no way. A, a week at the most just because they, they, they went back and found tweets or something. You think about that would be it. You know, you know what would be a really funny um, sketch for real, for real, is guys who like to write comedy? Um, we could take footage of the OJ chase and do it in today's world, meaning, like, we could cover it. Like, you show the Bronco footage, but then we cover it as modern anchors where, like, one of them is blaming the Democrats, one of them is blaming the Republicans, <laughs> and then we're showing memes that have already been made of him and the Bronco and yeah. AC and stuff. He's, he's tweeting yeah. as he's driving. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, the rest of the world, I'm not sure if OJ did it. OJ, picture of him on the highway driving with the cops behind him, yeah. you know? You could write these in three seconds, by the way. I think that would be interesting, but yeah, like OJ would get OJ would get three days max. He would get not he would get nothing because um, we, we just you know we're we're a next thing shiny object society. Sean Barry, I resent it personally. Um, I, I used to be a twenty four hour news cycle, which blew my mind, and now it's it's twelve. Oh, if Max, you, if you have Twitter, it's twelve, dude. Max, when we when we're doing a pitch meeting for our show, when we like at the point once we get into the stories like when the crying has ended and it's time to start programming the show but no we'll frequently say it like one in the afternoon we're like yeah I don't know if this is going to be a thing by seven and like, dude what <laughs> so wild. we just broke this at one o'clock like this will change the rest of your life but we won't be talking about it in six hours <laughs> dude do you remember that time like two weeks ago when the navy was like oh yeah those are UFOs 
It didn't get ten minutes. It didn't get ten minutes. You're right. You're right. Blink one eighty two. Those are UFOs. Anyway, what did Trump say? He spelled something wrong. All right, there's the news. Get in there. Oh he's, my God! He said moot. <laughs> he wrote moot. They said actual UFOs. It's the biggest story of our lifetime ever. <laughs> the biggest one we've ever had was always going to be UFOs. The only one, and that's it. Uh, and, and all it did was it kind of nuked the Area Fifty One raid because they didn't get a big turnout after that. Right. Um, but but that was it. That was the that was all we did. We never talked about it again. There's UFOs <laughs> hanging out right now. The Malaysian plane. I'm convinced it never took off. Like, they're still oh waiting for a runway assignment. They're just sitting there like, well, this, you know, I've been on some long delays, but this is getting a little silly. Now. And no one's allowed to get up and go to the bathroom either. Yeah, no one can get up. They're really mean about yeah. it. But it's <laughs> Malaysian Airways, so you can smoke. Yeah. Uh, there was a comic, uh, Dan Adute, who's uh, he writes for TV now. He's in L.A. somewhere. And uh, he was an Arab comic, and he used to do a funny joke where he'd be like, yeah, I flew on El Al, and it's really weird. He's like, because if you fly American Airlines, they're like, oh, my God, there's a terrorist on the plane. Run. And, you know, he's like, on El Al, they're like, there's a terrorist on the plane. Hey, man, can I get a picture? Hey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. It's not my joke. It was his joke, and I used to just <laughs> laugh at it. I mean, I wish, you know, I wish I had an ethnic shield as a comedian that I can get behind. And it, it's going to get that way for us comics. Like, the more white guys that get into trouble – the better lane we have as comics to talk about it and defend ourselves like we're kind of oppressed because we've never been able to do that. We've never gotten like the soul bounce. Like, you know, like a black comic will frequently get like 20 percent more laughter because you can just play off like racial stigma, you know, which is they're, right. they're entitled to that. I mean, they, they went through it, you know, but uh, I would love to get a little bounce, you know, get on as a white guy. Well, you're going to have to go up there in like a burka or something. Just completely disguise yourself and then you can sell all kinds of off color jokes. Yeah, Sean Barry is uh, from the Shane Gillis School of Comedy. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when that story was going on, did you kind of feel like comics blew it? Because as much as they came to his defense, they waited to do stuff like this, meaning they hung. They let Roseanne twist in the wind, probably because she was a Trump supporter. And right. I think like if you you have to either defend all of them or defend none of them. Uh, but so, th go ahead. Yeah, I, I feel that you either. Yeah, that that's all you. I'm asking is no matter what the the scenario is, we just apply it. Because uh, I, I was, yeah, I was uh, having dinner with uh, a writer friend in LA and, and they're like, well, what do you think? And I'm like, I don't know too much about it, but I go, if we're having the Comedy Central roast the week before where yeah. everyone just makes jokes about the stereotypes and then yeah. plays them in and we all resoundingly applaud everyone's set and uh -huh. then someone does it unfunny with less writers and it's like <laughs> that now it's the wrong thing to do. And I go, it's either wrong or it's not. I get, I didn't think it was funny. I didn't, uh, but it's like, there were no jokes. We, we they weren't jokes. Just, yeah. There was, and there was no joke. And it was like, this is bad and, and wrong. I get it. And he's not like Alec Baldwin's friend. So you can get him or whatever, but <laughs> It's just, yeah, just, yeah. Uh, just apply it to everybody. I mean, that's fair, just so we all know. Yeah, that's fair. Because, like, that that one, to be honest with you, like, I didn't actually think it was worth defending. Like, I think, uh, listen. No, the, yeah, I didn't either. I was like, I thought it was terrible. The, I mean, because, yeah, like, he, he called Andrew Yang uh, a euphemism for Jewish people and gay people and Asian people in one slur and it wasn't like i don't again i don't that doesn't mean i think the kid is a clansman like i don't think that should have been the reaction but he wasn't right. saying it as like a punchline or in the context of a yeah. joke he just said it and he just said it yeah it's like, you're like okay now you're just saying like yeah like the, the wrong thing like if we're gonna go down for stuff that is what we should go down for like we shouldn't go down <laughs> exactly. we shouldn't go down for just like a joke like even the roseanne one yeah you could go down for her calling a black woman an animal like yeah 
probably, or at least get in yeah. trouble. Um, yes. But the moral of the story is quit Twitter, all of you. There's no reason yeah. to be there. There's, there's no payoff. There's no likes good enough that <laughs> it's like the next day you cannot have your job anymore. Yeah, in the history. There's nothing. Go in on the, Instagram and have your girlfriend wear a bikini or something. And get the likes <laughs> please, there. by all means, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the girls I'm into, a one piece. Have her go on Instagram yeah. <laughs> and wear one. I'm kidding. But, a really uh, nice baseball. A really nice Milwaukee's Brewers cap. <laughs> hey, I'm into it. I love a good Charlie Brown Christmas tree out on the campaign trail. But, uh, but, but yeah, I would say like in the history of Twitter, 3 million people have lost a job on Twitter. The only job that's ever been gotten on Twitter was a presidency. So it's like you have a one in three million chance of getting a job on Twitter. It's a hell of a job if you can get it. Right. But uh, uh, yeah, the odds aren't with you. It's just dumb. It's dumb, man. It's I just I think the world has gotten eaten by a phone. Like we were t doing the story earlier where travel agencies are now basically scanning your, your pictures and telling you where to go on vacation because people yeah. we've we're we're doing that little like thinking on our own that you can't even plan a vacation. Like you kind of don't deserve a vacation at that point. Yeah, if you can't do it on your own without your phone telling you where to go. You're like, oh yeah, uh, I was thinking about going here. Where should I go drink Coronas? You know, yeah. I wish somebody could tell me. So yeah, yeah I, I do think it's like, it's horrifying to me because I'm, I'm 42 and for, I actually feel smart. I think I'm a smart person now because I spend so much time paying attention to the world and it's terrifying yeah. because I feel like I'm one of the smart people and that's not a good sign for any of us, number one. It, it's it, One, that's scary, yeah, but horrifying. two, also we're, 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 I'm, I was just saying this yesterday. I go, I'm lucky. I, I didn't have Twitter till I was like 28 oh. or 30 at yeah. work. Uh -huh. And, uh, and before then I, uh, um, my friend of mine in college had a cell phone that if I was driving my broken car back to my parents' house, I could put in my glove compartment in case I broke down. And then that was <laughs> it. So we actually hung, like we all went out, we would go out on Thursday nights and we'd come back to, I lived in a house with like five guys, which is totally normal now. Uh -huh. But yeah. I, uh, I, we come back and we all look around at the answering machine and go, there's two. Well, two of us got a late night call and three of us don't like, let's say we're all crowded around and waiting to hear like who called. And it's, I go that, that excitement is gone when you're just like, yeah. Oh, it's happy hours over. Let me send a mass text out to every girl I've ever known in California. And see who writes back before I get home. Carpet bombing, the digital, yeah. the digital carpet bomb. In my day, you had to send an individual message. You had to contact a lady. Yeah. You know, my day you had to go out and lie to a woman's face. None of this yeah. internet lying. You, you don't even have to hold it together. You had to send a beeper code. I, I do resent it. What was your first car? What was your first car? Uh, an 86 Dodge Daytona Ooh. that leaked um, oil onto the engine. And it was so, it was uh, 500 bucks and uh -huh. it, was, it had problems constantly. And I parked at a mall. Um, where the hell did I run in? I ran into get paint at um like a Home Depot or something for my dad came and and while I was paying, someone goes, "There's some car on fire burning all the cars around it." <laughs> and I go, "I was next," and I go, "I know that's me." I go, "I know it's me." I came outside, so I come outside and uh, there was a trick to popping the hood because you couldn't just pop the hood; you had to like hold the side above the tire. And I see I'm running towards the car as. <laughs> as the, as they're putting the saw into the hood, going <laughs> like down in the hood, and flames are shooting around, to, and they're parked in a uh, busy parking lot. With so uh, they cut my car in half. It was it was on fire anyway. Whatever. 
then the three people around me sued me for fire and smoke damage that weren't even no. next to me. And I go, all this for this $500 car that used to, and then uh, <laughs> what? it's Cleveland. So it's snowing out and I got the windows up. So if you put the heat on the burning oil uh, smoke came into the car and it was, uh, so it was, yeah. But in Cleveland, that's like, that was considered a limo. Yeah, that's uh, Art Modell drove that to the game. <laughs> Brown's owner, because I, you know, it's funny. I got I got married in Ohio. We had an Ohio wedding in Wapakoneta, and um, we, you know, we booked it all from out here. And our and our limo really was like a wedding singer nineteen eighty one limo, and it was hilarious. Oh my god, that's and, so great! And everyone thought we were doing it like ironically. You know, like they're like, oh, this is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Jenny are in there, and you know they have those original three bottles of liquor that are in every limo right, right. that have never been refilled. <laughs> like no that, one's ever drank that them. Crystal decanter. I mean, that's the bottom of of humanity. If you wind up getting into that bottle, oh. that's that's the behind the music scene for Corey Lewandowski that nobody wants to watch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's so you went from a Daytona. I had a uh, and I nobody likes a show off. I had an '87 uh, Chrysler LeBaron and Ooh, uh, convertible. It was uh, it was not a convertible. Oh. I didn't have that kind of heat yet, okay. and uh, <laughs> it was it was thirty five hundred dollars. And the funniest thing about it was, I had only driven in driver's ed and my friend Danny Burke's car. My friend Danny Burke in high school had a car without uh, power steering. He had like one of those Ford, oh. whatever the hell's those tiny ones. <laughs> and he was a kid uh, that had graduated high school and was still hanging out with us. It was like the kid <laughs> who had the weed and the beer and he everything. Was, he was the old Banyan. I took my, uh, probably the most, in, not not drunk, but the most inebriated from other substances I've ever been in my life was on my road test. And I passed. I, I nailed it because I did that much practicing. And I was telling jokes to the guy. And after I parallel parked, I blasted six garbage cans, but we were laughing so hard in the car he didn't care <laughs> and i was i was blasted who's, tattooed who's giving this the road test Lewandowski? <laughs> yeah it was it was a it was a it was in bad shape but uh my man danny burke um had taught me to drive and when i got my first car the lebaron the power steering in that car the the it needed an alignment so bad like one of the the steering pins was out and you had to turn the wheel completely around to go right or left so if you're going straight you had the wheel like completely to the right and you had to hold it to go straight. And if you wanted to go left, you had to turn it around twice, a 720 to go left. Oh and just knowing as little as I did about cars, I'm like, I, I can't believe my dad bought me this car. This is like such a piece of shit. The next day, he left my mom. <laughs> so he knew he was leaving. And he was like, I got to get this kid a car. It's the right thing to do. <laughs> I love him for it. I get it. I just, I get the strategy of this where he was like, yeah, it's great. We'll take it. And you know, you know, as a parent, you're like, well, your kid's thrilled. Yeah. He's 17. He's got a car, he's you checking, know? Yeah. He's checking his watch. We bought a LeBaron at a car dealership on Hillside Avenue in Queens where everything there is like a blinged out Lexus that was repossessed from a drug dealer and it's got bullet holes in the side. <laughs> and we bought a LeBaron and it was great. And the first song I heard in it was the offspring Gotta Get Away. Because it just came on the radio, and it was like, nur, 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 nur. you know, it's very heavy guitar riff, and I was yeah. jacked up, man, jacked up. <laughs> and it was, again, a bygone era because there was the spontaneity of radio where you didn't yes. know what song was coming, and you're like, oh, God damn, this is it. This is great, you know. <laughs> now, it's li like, life in that regard does suck because in the on-demand world, there's no, there's no discovery, you know. Yeah, there's no, yeah, you can't get excited like, oh, I haven't heard this song in a while because you're playing your playlist at all times out of your phone whenever you want to hear it at any point. You're like, oh, yeah, I, great. If, if I could explain to 15-year-old me that there'd be a day when I was watching porn but simultaneously looking at five other videos for better women <laughs> while I was watching this one. <laughs> 
Because <laughs> like 15 year old me would have like, oh, this is amazing. That guy just closed the curtains, locked the door, you know, was sneak uh, on a cassette tape. You had to earn your porn. That's the problem oh, with God. these kids today. They don't they have the head cleaner out or the uh, <laughs> fixing with the, uh, the tracking. Yeah, the tracking. The tracking. <laughs> Blowing in the cassette tape so you can watch it. I, I watched. I watched the the Toxic Avenger. On oh my Beta. God! One of the biggest <laughs> biggest Oscar snubs of all time. How did yeah, that right? thing win? I'm still mad about it a little bit, but it's, I'll, I'll let. Uh, did Did you see from that era? Did you see Howard the Duck? Of course, yes. That's, I mean, a classic. <laughs> One of the maybe one of the best things I've ever watched. One of the best throwaway jokes in movie history is in Howard the Duck. They're like in his office or whatever the hell he is. And on the back desk, there's a copy of a magazine called Play Duck. Oh, yeah. It has like a, like a scantily clad duck woman right. on the cover. And it's like God, so great. great. I think I remember seeing at least the cover. I didn't know the name. I think I remember seeing that and think it was the funniest thing. Well, what's funny about that play duck is that girl has smaller lips than the real ones in 2019. <laughs> they all have like the Botox and stuff. It's another oh scary God. thing about working in TV is you're, you're around people like right after they've had weird surgeries and it just jumps uh. out. It just jumps out at you. You know, you're supposed to get it done, but you got to let it age. You let it, you know, go back out to sea a little bit. You know, you got to say, "I my grandmother's sick. I need two weeks off or something." Yeah, I didn't. I didn't come right to work after my penis enlargement. I was like, (laughs) I waited a week like a gentleman. (laughs) Let it sit back. I'm kidding. Uh, One more thing, and I'll let you go because I know you have some asses to kick, and that's that's exciting to me. We do have to. We owe it to our audience to talk about the Jerky Boys because I had mentioned this earlier in the week that you were going to come on, and it was one of our bonds, and and that I'm chummy with John Brennan the greatest of the greatest yes. guy who invented the jerky boys. And he's going to be coming on either next week or the week after. If I have him on, it would almost be funny. If you're in town, you should come in and we should talk to him about the jerky boys. Did, um, you uh, listen, I, I would love to. He's the greatest in the world. You listen to that on cassette, right? Yes. Cause I, I cassettes. And then, uh, I even, I remember playing it on, I had a little, uh, a boom box with, uh, where the speaker, the tiny shoebox speakers like detached mm. from the sides, So I could put them oh, around yeah. my room uh-huh. when I clean them up. But, uh, Yes, I I had a cassette, and then um, I think when the second one came out, it would de- uh, CDs were cool. But yeah, yeah, it was a tape, and I played it for my parents on a kitchen table. Did they get it? For the first, for the first minute, and we're just sitting around, and then we had tears in our eyes laughing that I think we played it in the car. So we played it in the car sometimes after that. I think. Oh, that's phenomenal. Was your, was your cassette, was it like a bootleg, or did you get like the official album? The first one was definitely somebody else's. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, too. yeah put the tape over the top two pieces and uh, recorded off something. But yep. the, the CD, I bought that second CD. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I was like $15. I can't afford this. <laughs> <laughs> this is an outrage. And you know, the best thing about that CD was when you think of the environmentally conscious world we live in now, CDs then came in a three foot plastic oh, security yeah. holder. Oh, yeah. They had a, a cardboard <laughs> box on top of the CD, but inside the CD was the same imagery and everything that was on the cardboard box. Right. Like the redundancy of the music business. Like you people deserve, <laughs> to go broke. I mean, part of the problem yeah. of having so much money that you can pay everyone in cocaine is eventually the ideas go in the wrong direction. <laughs> and here we are. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So a Good shout God. out to the Jerky Boys. Good luck tomorrow. Yes. Night. Don't take no shit, man. This is exciting. Give them the business. I guess I will. Uh, I'll see you back at the cable news Death Star. And the next time you're back in the hood. And, Sooner uh, than later, I would assume. I'll, I'll find out my full schedule. I'll yep. be bouncing back and forth whenever I can. Yeah, that party swap you did the other night crushed, by the way. The ratings, it crushed. Yep. Yeah, it was the highest. I'm so glad to hear that. That was really fun. I thought they kicked butt. Oh, uh, Tarlov and Tarlov. Shalou and Tarlov are a good good tandem. They're pretty good because mm-hmm. they, the, they know the points well. 
and uh, yeah. Tarlov is the best because she likes she's a she likes to gossip in the building. In another life, she was a hairdresser, <laughs> and she's the best. <laughs> like she she literally will text me at any random hour of the day. Like, did you hear anything? And I'm always like, about what? <laughs> and then I realize she's she has nothing in mind. She just wants to know if I have anything. I'm like, oh, I think one of the janitors is banging the girl who works at the salad bar. She's like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Which one? She loves a good gossip, man. And we love you, sir. I'll see you soon, man. You're the best. You got it. Take it easy, Rock guys. Take care, my man. Bye-bye. There it goes. Imagine beating you. I do. I tweet about your day and night. I want to fight. I make fun of the things you love. It's just for spite. So angry on Twitter. It's such a power trip to shame and slime. And treat a stupid, silly joke like it's a crime. Imagine that society wastes half their time. So angry on Twitter. Girl, how about that, man? WWE champion. See, it was a Home Depot parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> you wish. Comedy superstar, wrestling legend, Hooters aficionado. Now we couldn't bring this up because that was obviously a taped interview. But I was in a Hooters. Are you starting to notice a trend here, by the way? Yeah. I was in a Hooters with him, and <laughs> he was on our show. Like, uh, whenever he basically when he does our show. We'll all go drinking afterwards and go to Hooters. So it's like me, him, Kennedy, Jamon, her assistant, who's the greatest guy in the world, a bunch of her friends, people on the staff. And uh, we hung out. And he and I deduced that. I, I've never, honestly, the only time I was ever at Hooters before I met him was in Daytona when I was like a junior in high school. They took me to a Hooters, my parents. Mm-hmm. Little did I know, like my dad wanted to go. Like, <laughs> he was passing it off like it was a nice thing for me. And everybody walked in. They're like, Joe, hey, look who's here. Smoking Joe's back. But uh, uh, me and him noticed the other night, though, when you go to a Hooters, and I just really honestly didn't know this, that they show a lot of sporting events that are like um, not that night's sporting event. Hmm. Meaning they show like classic NBA games and stuff. Like they show what's on. But there's like nine TVs. And there's an hour of the night at Hooters where you really could go to the bar and start betting people on the outcome of sporting events that are like 12 oh, years old. Oh, you know the outcome. They're yeah. that drunk. Give me all Larry Bird's up there. Yeah. But Hooters, <laughs> I mean, that's what I mean. But Hooters has this channel where it's not even billed as like classic sports or like oh, NBA vault. Oh, it doesn't say the bottom. Okay. No, well, this is what it is. I'm sure it does, but the way their feed is... The, the Hooters girls who set up the TVs probably have the aspect ratio wrong. Oh. So, like, we were watching the Michael Jordan flu game where he beats the Utah Jazz, scores 37 points. But the way it's set up on the screen, there's no signage. You're just watching basketball. Mm. You wow. see the score. That's all you see, though. It doesn't say, like, 
96 finals. It doesn't say anything. Right, right. And you're just watching it. <laughs> and we were sitting there like, dude, we could be cleaning up here right now, yeah. just getting people at the bar. Because people are smashed. Like a Tuesday night at Hooters. Yeah. I don't believe they're sending There's their a best people. Crowd. <laughs> yeah. They're sending drugs. They're sending crime. <laughs> pictures the, of the, the rest down I assume beer, are yeah. good people. Yeah. But, well, they're uh, probably flocking there because this is probably like the last place. Like, I'm yeah. surprised in t- 2019 that well, there is in the, in the Me Too era. Still. Well, there's a funny, right. funny story. They Jenny. all wear turtlenecks now. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. They tried doing this thing with male waiters like a year ago at the height of Me Too, uh, and that tanked. But now this is a story. What was it we, called like coconuts or something? No, it's, <laughs> no, no, meaning Hooters. I know, <laughs> no Hooters. <laughs> it's called Moobs, you know. <laughs> but um, Hooters. No, they started hiring men. Yeah. As part of the staff, they're like, it's just not about objectifying women. I'm like, well, just uh, shut yes up. Yes, it is. Of course it is. And it should be. Dumb. Making good money. Tips. And, wise, and, right. and yeah. what's what's yeah? What's wrong with thinking women are hot? It's right. like it's yeah. so dumb, Jenny. Yeah. I'm kidding. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> she agreed with you. I know she did. She's a good egg. <laughs> but um, what I was going to say is, this was a story a week ago. They now have a surge in applications again. Really? Yes. The one in New York has a absolute surge because people make money. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Because it really is, for all intents and purposes, stripping without the stripping. Yeah. Because you get to keep your clothes on. You know, you make good money and you run around. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Without, you know, if everybody. If you have low self-esteem and you're hot, you can go there and get complimented. You can't really get complimented on the street anymore. Like, no. people are afraid to catcall. <laughs> and, and if we go over their uniforms, it's like weird skin-tight, skinned, yeah. flesh-colored leggings. Yeah. yeah it's on pantyhose. Yeah, yeah, they're pantyhose. weird. And yeah. shorts are not exactly flattering either. Even yeah. if you have a nice body, the shorts make your ass look really weird. Yeah, yeah. they do. And the cleavage the isn't, isn't exactly out entirely. Yeah, it's, it's really not. It's a strange I mean, outfit. Yeah. I got to work this You see out. more at the pool, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. Jenny. Mm-hmm. Go to Europe. Yeah. yeah. Dirt <laughs> yeah, right? You can. Go to Europe. Oh, oh Europe. Boobs you know. everywhere. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny about Europe, too? everywhere. That's really funny. Big shout out to Hooters. I don't know if they get a shout out. I don't know that they serve Mictors. They don't. No. I don't know that they do. They definitely We're going to have to talk about now. They're not serving anything fine. No. They're serving like, you know, Jim Beam. They might have one bottle yeah. that they keep refilling with something. <laughs> Dickles whiskey or whatever Bringing the out the bar is. rag. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Squeezing it in there. You're like, well, It'll this, still get you drunk, Sean. Come uh, on. Don't whiskey. be so highfalutin. Uh, hey, Come this, on. Those days are over for me. <laughs> this whiskey tastes like tequila. <laughs> it's really weird. Hooters. <laughs> from Mexico, all right? Hooters. <laughs> what a day. Whiskey. What a time to be alive, you guys. Watch the Kennedy Show tonight, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on the Fox Business Network. Check out The Champ on Fox News Radio today from noon to 3, uh, 888-788-9910. If you want to be a part of that show, you could actually go from listening to this to participating in that. It's like the movie Rock Band. Hmm. You know, like Marky Mark listens to this cover band, then he, like, joins them. Yeah. Same type of thing. You could yeah. listen to me and then like join me on the air like an hour from now. How about that? How exciting would that be? That's way exciting. You know what I'm saying, Jenny? Yep. You've been on the air with me. It's a good time, right? It is. Sean's coming in soon. Yeah. Are you going to come in? You got to come in. Absolutely. You will, right? <laughs> you have to. <laughs> Shawnee. That might be the, my last episode of Fox. I'd be into that. <laughs> Throw the fastball, kid. Yeah. Come and bring it, man. I we got We got a delay. We got a dump button. I believe we. I hope God, I hope we do. Um. Would you say? You gotta need it. Are you doing that? You're gonna be the guy who comes <laughs> no, in and burns never. the place down? Of course not. I'm a professional. <laughs> I have a good friend who, uh, was my, remember my buddy Lee Camp? Yeah. He was once on live TV, but like he tried to, like, yeah, I'll get mad at Fox News on the air. Because oh, Lee did. is a dopey yeah. guy who now has a TV show on the RT network. But we used to be great pals. 
And uh, back in the day, like 07, he was like on Fox News, like on the weekend, like seven in the morning. Yeah. And was like, ah, screw this place. I'm like, yeah, wait, Lee, way to, uh, way to pick your spots. Wasn't it, was it seven Red in the morning on a Saturday? <laughs> yeah. No, it was like Fox and Friends oh. weekends. But the point is, it was really early in the morning, right. and it was like it just couldn't have been a headline. You know what I mean? He could have did this at a different hour. Right. Somebody. Well, that was the time he had to do it. He I just guess. Had, he couldn't. He my, couldn't hold my, back. My point is, you anarchists out there, you gotta, you know, you gotta strategize a little bit more. <laughs> it can't just be anarchy for the sake of anarchy, is what I'm trying to say. Speaking of tragedy, we uh, strategy. We just talked past the end of the show. We, we missed the post. No, listen, your, your, your mics were never on. Don't worry about it. Oh. <laughs> it does make a lot of sense. Go home to mommy. Go home. Bye. Go home to mommy. Go home to mommy.